Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Myra Davis, CIO at Texas Children's Hospital. In this segment, Davis talks about the work her team has done to provide clinicians with the best possible view of patient data, the balance CIOs have to find with regard to access and usability, and the one component that cannot be overlooked when it comes to data management. Hi, Myra. Thank you so much time. Thank you for so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Can you just provide a brief overview of Texas Children's Hospital, uh, you know, what you have in terms of bed size, um, some of the uh, ambulatory facilities, things like that? Sure. We are um, licensed for approximately 650 beds. We have three hospitals. We're in the adult uh, women's um, OBGYN care as well. Um, we have approximately 50 primary care pediatric practices that are located throughout the Houston metropolitan area. We have in excess of 40 subspecialty care providers as well. We also have urgent cares. Um, we're about four urgent cares targeting uh, almost 10 by next year. That's a pretty good view, and obviously you're located in Texas. Where, where exactly are you? We're in Houston, Texas, in the Texas Medical Center. How long have you been with the organization? I've been with Texas Children's 12 years. And how long have you been in the CIO role? Uh, in the CIO role, I have been five years. Okay. So I want to talk about some of the, uh, the efforts that are taking place to you know, really use data to, to drive um, quality improvement, care quality, and to do that, I think we should kind of lay a little groundwork. So can you talk first about uh, the clinical application environment, um, what type of EHR system is being used? Um, we're on EPIC. We've been on EPIC now um, uh, for 10 years, and EPIC is everywhere in our environment. Um, every, each hospital, every ambulatory care, primary care um, practice is using EPIC. We also have a health plan. I, I, I failed to mention that, but we have a health plan as well but they're not using EPIC. And so you were uh, with the organization through the whole uh, transformation to EPIC? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So obviously that, that, that's something that, that was huge, played a huge role for laying the groundwork for everything that, that was going to be done with data. And was that a fairly long process, just getting everything up on EPIC? <laughs> Uh, yes, it was um, fairly long, um, getting everything up. And then I, I will say, you know, once we got everything up, then data became the hot topic. Um, yeah. I think it was initially thought that, you know, the, you'd have a lot of data in there the very next day when you're, you're bringing it up. We did minimal migrations. Um, we went from paper to electronic on the inpatient side. On the ambulatory uh, and the ambulatory subspecialty side, we went from electronic to electronic. We did some level of migration, but not but not a lot. So what we found ourselves doing once EPIC was up was having to explain to everyone the actual amount of data that was uh, in, in EPIC versus not being in EPIC, since, uh, particularly from an inpatient standpoint. Um, so we did a lot of education. We spent a great deal of time um, educating on EPIC's uh, reporting tools but um, that that's probably lasted on for the length of time that it was needed, meaning that if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. 
And so uh, then there there was lots of frustration uh, in the organization around not being able to get the data that they need or the data that they was looking for was incorrect or something along that line. So um worked very closely, partnered with um, Quality, the senior VP at the time, um, spent a lot of time just scratching our heads on, you know, how do we help the organization get what they need because it was becoming apparent that um, they were going to get it one way or the other, whether it was entering it off the screen into a spreadsheet or asking for data that may or may not have been actually valid and not really understanding the how the data was actually born in the system, meaning how the system was designed to capture the data. And in some cases, it wasn't designed to actually capture the data. And what I mean by that is if you're looking for specific fields and sometimes it's in there, sometimes it's not, that means it wasn't the required field. Mm. Um, so we had to actually go to that level of detail to explain in some cases um, and also to say you don't want a hard stop, a required field on everything that you want because now the system is not very user-friendly. So um, there's a balance um, and needed to determine what, exactly what that balance was. So you don't underestimate um, what it takes to um, the level of effort you need to go through to explain data. Um, it, it's, it's pretty detailed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. And so how did you, how did you, you work to approach that? Um, was it something where people were broken up into teams, or how, how did this go just as far as the whole education process? Um, we did several things in the beginning, and then the senior VP had attended a conference and ran across this group and came back and, and said, Mara, this is really cool. I think you need to see it, et cetera. So we did. Um, I took a look at it, brought some of my team to look at it. And what was really good about it is that we were able to stand up an, an enterprise data warehouse in record time, um, basically taking ETLs and porting uh, data over into an EDW uh, within a, a four-month time frame. Now, this was before Epic came out with Cogito or Cogito. Um, they came out their tools, so we, we actually started very early. What we liked about partnering with this vendor, though, was not only did they assist in accelerating our ability to, to upstand an enterprise data warehouse, but they also had a clinical aspect to it. They worked very closely with uh, clinical teams, that's physicians, nurses, um, quality analysts, and they assisted them in actually understanding the data that was kept, captured in the EMR, uh, understanding it by cohorts, and they split teams up by care, uh, care teams, cohort teams. So we, had a, we have a diabetes team, we have an asthma team, appendectomy team. Um, so we have multiple teams. And what they basically do is look at a population of patients that we're caring for by those particular cohorts, and they're looking at the data that's captured in EPIC, but also um, our enterprise data warehouse consists of 12 unique source systems that's loaded there, and they're able to correlate data from those other um, source systems. Um, cost accounting is a system, press gaining is one of those systems, and our financial systems are in there. So they're able to basically do a level of correlation by cohorts to determine how we're actually providing care as a system 
for that specific, for those patients. So to some degree, um, Katie, I would say we've been managing populations and, you know, the term population health. Um, we've had our enterprise data warehouse up for close to five years, and we've been pretty much doing that since uh, about six months into that five years. So been very good, um, but I will say, once again, um, recently we've hit a hurdle where um, because we have teams, we still have not um, done a great job with getting data, having data accessible to those that are not a part of a team. So we still have uh, providers uh, frustrated because they're not able to get data that they need, et cetera. So um, what we're doing now is now that Epic's more mature, um, we are looking at Epic's tools and uh, Radar, Slicer Dicer, again, Reporting Workbench, and we're looking to uh, educate the providers and uh, on what those tools are that are available to them. And we've also put some really cool dashboards in place from the Enterprise Data Warehouse. So. It's a matter of we have the tools, but um, the maturity and understanding the tools available to the organization, we still have some work to do. I say all that to say I, I think data, you know, the concept is just never ending. Um, now that we are uh, 10 years into EPIC, um, we have lots of data. Uh, data is an asset for us. Uh, but we still have work to do with educating the organization on what's available to them and how they can get it and, and interpret it, et cetera. Right, and, and it's pretty clear that, that the ultimate goal, you know, the long-term goal is to have this, this repository of, of data where, you know, you can have that, that consistent view, but it seems like it really is, like you said, kind of a, a never-ending uh, struggle just to, to make that happen and to use these um, you know, between the data and, and the tools and just trying yeah. to uh, tr to get that all together. Yeah, you know, it's been kind of interesting um, since inception. I think we've gone through the terminology of population health, big data, data as an asset. <laughs> so call it what you want, but we still have to help the organization understand the data, right? So, um that's been kind of, you know, I always try to find humor in everything I do. If not, I'd probably pull my hair out. So um, that's just been an evolution. And so for us, it's just, we, you know, now you're into predictive analytics, and all of that sits on the foundation of data, understanding my data, just starting with basic reporting. How do I just get a report, right? And then, then you take it from there. So um, don't underestimate the education that's needed um, oh, more than anything. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.